L.O.P. in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, get the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah. What up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now locked into the Life of Product podcast. It's episode 46, man. Shout out to everybody that rock with episode 45 and 44. I got some really, really good feedback. I got some good news for everybody. I told y'all the listenership is growing. More platforms are picking up the show. We are now on Odyssey. Shouts out to Odyssey, man. I didn't think they was going to rock with the kid. <laughs> I thought they were going to do like some type of uh, review process and be like, nah, we don't know about him. He cursed too much. But yo, they fucking with the boy. I appreciate y'all. Yo, this is episode 46. Episode 46 is titled Two Cousins Part Two. Shouts out to my cousin Damien for coming back through. Welcome to the show again, brother. What's good with you? Man, nothing. Just hanging in there, man. Back. Yo, listen, man, what's the what's the pandemic like up back in New York right now? Because you know I'm out of town. Everybody that listens to the show, they know I'm out of town. And I'm hearing y'all going back on lockdown. What's good with that? No, like for now, no lockdown again. I don't I honestly don't think the city wants another lockdown. Good, because I'm coming back to last now. time. <laughs> I, I want to get it in. Good, good. That's great news. I fucking that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, everybody, there's so many rumors about another lockdown crump coming. The Omicron is here. Uh, I'm hearing now in a restaurant something, even if you're vaccinated, you have to wear masks again. Is that true? I don't, it might be. They've kind of gone back to putting like certain restrictions in place in the last like two weeks because of the whole Omicron um, variant. But my whole thing is it's like everybody, they pushing the panic narrative. And it's like, I'm hearing doctors saying, because there's so much information out there. I'm hearing doctors saying the flu is worse than the Omicron. So really? when coronavirus first hit, the whole big deal was, oh, it's worse than the flu. So if we're a year and a half later and it's not as bad as the flu anymore, that's mm-hmm. progress. Like, that should be the narrative. So I'm going to keep it real with you. You know what I mean? It's a, you just never know. Man, I don't believe none of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, it ain't real. It's real. Motherfuckers really died and people have really been sick. I caught it. Thank God I, it wasn't bad. Like, when I had it, it, li- it literally felt like a head cold for me. Mm. I was I was stuffy. Literally, like, I think almost right at almost two weeks after testing positive for COVID, I was testing negative for it. I was right back out doing my thing. But you you know what I'm tired of? Why they keep naming these COVID variants after, like, fucking um, sororities, like the Delta shit? Are we going to have the Kappa variant? If the Kappa shit come, we fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's kind of like, Lord. that's why I'm like, yeah, I just, I just like, I don't, I try to pay it no as little mind as possible because it's just like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, for me. I have too many questions that don't get answers. Like you got Delta, Omicron, Ultron, Thanos. Like, come on, <laughs> yo, son. If, if Thanos come and snap the fingers, we're done. We don't even got no real life Avengers. <laughs> who 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 gonna be the Avengers? That dude that be doing the self defense classes on, on on IG. We got him. He coming through for us. Nah, <laughs> nah, yo, Roto, we should take some class. Yo, what up? It's good. Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing it really works. Um, really. <laughs> but I don't want to test it because it looked kind of fugazi. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying yeah, to get shot and be like, yo, do I get a do-over? You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but it's weird, man. But, yo, real talk, right? Okay, not that I, I don't, I don't want to focus too much on the pandemic because I'm, I'm totally tired of it. I'm, I'm ready to go back to real life. 
But there's some more fuckery that just hit the news within the last 24 hours. Did you hear about the whole dinosaur embryo that just came out? They discovered? No, nah, I didn't hear about that. Yo, listen, man. I was about a minute into the article and I and I and I swiped off of that shit. Off of that shit. I went on the CBS website. So apparently they just found like a, a, a dinosaur embryo or some shit like that. How in I don't know too much of the details, but how in 2021, at the end of 2021, y'all just finding a dinosaur embryo? How? <laughs> a dinosaur. Yo, son, real talk. I'm not, I'm not trying to be fucking Jurassic Park in 2022, man. That's that's not where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? So they need to give us the heads up if that's what's going to happen. Because, like, all right, you know I'm the conspiracy king, right? But a lot of the stuff I do uh, research on is facts. I used to read USA Today years ago. I used to re re read it religiously, like, every day, right? So I read an article one time. And bear with me. You might think I'm crazy, but this was in you. I'm not making this up. So before you be like, nah, wow, Keith say make this up. Boom. So years ago, a little over 10 years ago, I read an article. This was in 2000 and. 2006 uh a lady i forgot what town she was in but the lady her cat died and there was like a little small team of uh, students that were scientists at a big uh, university there so they go to the lady the lady was very heartbroken over her cat dying this is a true story so they say they, they said to the lady before you bury the, the cat let us come into the house and boom 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 they go into the house they scrape samples of the dead cat a few months later they come back with a fully grown cat that was the same size as the cat that died now, this lady would take, she was one of those suburban people that would take the cat out the house, bring the cat back in and shit like that, go grocery shopping with it. Every time the cat would come home, it would run through the living room and jump on the top of the couch or whatever. It was what the cat would do. They brought the clone cat home and the clone cat did the same thing. The clone cat responded to its name as the first cat. The clone cat knew where its food bowl, water bowl, and cat litter was in the house. Doesn't that scare you? This <laughs> that sounds yeah, that, that sounds like a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> I'm like, yo, but it do it do sound like a Black Mirror episode. The crazy yo, the crazy thing is my 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 so my conspiracy theory is when and when they did this, this was around the time that the law was passed. I think Bush was still in office when he had passed that rule, like, passed that rule that like they could clone cows or whatever and stuff. And this is around the time we started seeing stuff about mad cow disease. What if when you clone an animal, you're cloning their memories as well? What if there's memories in our DNA and we don't even know about it? Because if the clone cat knew its name, knew everything, knew the woman, then that's proof in that shit. Now, if we had a, a mad cow disease or cows was going mad around the time that, that that law was passed, what if every time these fucking cows was regrown, they were seeing their deaths? You know what I'm saying? And it just made them go crazy. Imagine if you get killed. And ten times this week, you was regrown and you seen that shit. How would you feel? You would go crazy, right? That yeah, it's you know, like look, all I can say is like life is scary when you really think about Facts. a lot of this stuff that goes on. Like it, it is just really, it's like I like I always say like my motto for the last two years has been you know life is a movie, man. Like this yeah, is it's, it's the great like I, it's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> You know, yo, it's it's the greatest Steven Spielberg movie of all time. That's what we <laughs> had. So this is like, yo, and I was reading it, man, and I was I was I was just blown away. Like, not even in a great way. Oh, this is cool. No, it's not cool. No, the fuck is not cool. And we're eating these slaughtered animals that have been killed all these times. So, yo, it's 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 scary. Now the fact that they found a dinosaur embryo, yo, this I was reading an article about it said three things that happened in 2020 nobody talks about i don't know if you heard about it 
but they found like a a, a, a small dragon type dinosaur in Canada. They found a coin in Rome that said New Rome, and it was basically dated from years from now. And it was an old beat up real coin. That was kind of crazy or whatever. I don't necessarily believe that that much, but another fact that happened, Japan built a big uh, apartment building sized robot. I don't know if you heard about that. I think I think I did read that. I, yeah. I, I believe I did read that sometime. Yes. Now, this year. being as though they, that shit's like a, a Manhattan-sized apartment building that moves in real time. Like, so if, if I got the VR Oculus on and I'm throwing punches and kicks, my robot is going to throw punches and kicks, right? Why would they make... <laughs> yo, yo, say, think about it. So that happens a little over 12 months later, we're hearing about dinosaurs. So is, the, are the, is these niggas preparing for like a real-life Godzilla fight? Is that what's about to happen? Because I need to know. <laughs> I need it to know, man. Like it. <laughs> yo, son, think about it. Listen, I know the list. Listen, you be thinking I'm crazy. I don't even show y'all my DMs that people send me over this shit. I might share with y'all one day, but I believe in discrepancy. But for the people that think I'm crazy, these are actual facts. This is this nobody's making this up. You know what I'm saying? They had a real life robot, son. It was huge. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was huge, huge. Be like, son, it looked like it was the size of Gary's building. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So nah, man. Look, look, man. If that's what's about to happen, I need to know what's popping right now. I need to know what city not to be in whenever the fight pop off. Real talk. Like, you know but saying? you see what I mean? Like what I'm saying? It's like you could be, like Japan can build an apart like a building size robot. Yes. But a super flu is kind of is like kicking our ass. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like exactly. it just doesn't. It's too. Like I said, it's too many questions, man. Too. I got too many questions. What? Yo, I got so many questions like you. My thing is, why the hell can y'all build an apartment building size robot, but we still have uh, uh, our phone slow down after our quote unquote free data, unlimited data is gone? I need, I need answers. <laughs> I need answers on that. Then uh, the apparent, I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw a picture of a big ass phone that looked like a brick and it's seen Energizer built it. I don't know if that's facts, but that shit is huge. It's supposed to last for like a week or something like that. Mm. fully charged with you using it i don't want that shit it looked like i'm gonna be walking around with a kilo in my pocket you seen it <laughs> it's huge it's it's huge <laughs> yo imagine you imagine you know how we all be on our phone at night you ever dropped your phone they had to duck it like dodge it like you, you drop your phone imagine you drop that mm. on your head i'm good brother i'm good i'll just <laughs> i'll keep buying the same iphone every year <laughs> yo listen hold up uh, shouts out to Inc. our sponsor and our distributor we got to pay these bills we will be right back with the life of product podcast yeah what up what up man it's the boy product we're now back with the life of product podcast shouts out to anchor man they, they really doing right by the kid yo shouts out the uh drive sneaker promo shouts out the uh sleepandtrade.com they were the last two sponsors for the last two shows man i appreciate y'all holla at the kid shouts out to my boy danny and shouts out to my boy chris cage chris cage is one of the illest producers i've ever met in my life i will put chris in a beat battle with anybody Hands down, straight facts. Holla at me, my G. But yeah, we are back with the show, <clears throat> episode 46, man. Yo, did you watch the Tyrone Woodley in the Jake Paul fight last week? Nah, man, I didn't. I just Yo, saw the clips on social media. Let me say this, right? The undercards were pretty good. The undercards were pretty good. I think the first fight was, um, it was a dude from Puerto Rico and a dude from Australia or something like that. And the Australian dude, dropped him the first round he didn't like knock him out but he hit him knocked him down the first round and what i thought was dope about it they were both 21 and old never defeated and the australian dude ends up winning by a decision you know what i'm saying numbers don't lie especially when it comes to boxing numbers numbers do not lie but it was a great fight they had that fight 
the um oh man the Darren Williams and the Frank Gore. We gotta talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, listen, man. You know, you know I'm a huge Brooklyn Nets fan, and Darren Williams used to play for the Nets. He held it down for the Nets. So Darren Williams is my guy. That's my dude. I, I was going for Darren Williams just for the fact that I used to go watch him play in the Barclays and he was really holding down for the borough, for the city. That was that was quite interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to – yo, shout out to Frank Gore. I don't know if you saw all of the highlights, but Frank Gore got some good hits in there, man. Yeah, most of the most of the highlights. That's a shame because most of the highlights were basically the look on his face. Yeah. At the end of the fight when Darren Williams was really coming at him. Yeah. And it yeah. was like he looked shook. But, um, oh, yeah, I, I heard he's a tough dude, but I mean, yeah, it was yeah. Just the highlights made him look bad. Yeah. You know what, too? It, it was okay. Here's, here's one of my issues with boxing, right? I'm tired of, I, I want, I don't want to call it a mixed match fight, but I'm tired, I'm tired of these mixed match fights where you got these dudes that are somewhat taller than some of the dudes they're fighting. They're taller, the arm length is a little longer. So, and, and, and Darren Williams actually has hands. Darren Williams, he used to wrestle, he's, they're both athletes. He was using that to his advantage. He, I don't even think he hit Frank Gore with any body shots. I don't I don't recall that. All I recall was him, him hitting Frank Gore with a lot of face shots, but they was landing. Frank Gore was getting hits in two. But Darren Williams was kind of using that to his advantage. It, I know you saw when he pushed him through the ropes, man. Yeah, yeah, that's the big clip yo, that was going around. Yo, yeah. that was kind of – it was like, yo, sit down, little nigga. And he like <laughs> – <laughs> Yo, it was wild, man. It was it was wild, but but it it was a good fight. Every you know everybody's um sharing the video and the pictures of when Frank Gore wasn't um paying attention and he just started rocking him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yo, in a boxing match, you have to be ready at all times. So you hear that <laughs> bell and that, that ref say break, you you gotta be ready, man. You you gotta be ready, son. The, the, there was a fight after that. It was two females. It was a Puerto Rican girl from Brooklyn and another girl. Uh, I forgot her name, and she fought a girl named Gutierrez. <clears throat> Pretty good fight. Um, the girl from Brooklyn kind of whooped the ass, like the whole fight. But I kind of felt like I don't want to say it's fixed because I don't want to take nothing from her. But I, I kind of felt like they knew she was gonna. You know how they set up a, a boxer up with an anticipation fight, and you know that boxer's gonna win. She kind of beat the brakes off her. But I noticed there was a lot of promo footage and promo photos with her and Jake Paul. I think they said Jake Paul, like handpicked or his team picked her for the fight. Or something like that. So maybe, maybe he has money behind her <clears throat> and whatnot. But it sounds like it. Yeah, you, you know how that go. But I'm, and that's not me taking nothing from her. She was, you know, she kind of beat the brakes off shorty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she kind of looked ass. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to the other girl too, man. Yo, listen, getting in the ring is not easy mentally or physically. It take it take a lot of heart to put gloves on and going in and knowing you're gonna get rocked. But we need to talk about this Tyrone Woodley and this Jake Paul fight, man. We we this is we need to talk about. Yo, real talk, right? You know our 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 cousins DM group is popping. I need to get all of y'all on the call one day because there's some things we need to discuss. But we got to talk about this right now. Do you, do you think this fight was rigged? Somewhat. I you know I that's what a lot of people are saying. I didn't see it, so I don't know. A lot of people feel like all his fights are rigged. A lot of people are saying that. Might I don't be. so I don't really know for sure. Boxing, you never yeah. know because boxing, as some people have said, some yeah. people involved in boxing have said it's the most corrupt sport in the world. It so is so you just and, never and know with boxing. You know what? And <clears throat> this is I'm not trying to take nothing from Jake Paul. Like Jake Paul, I think he's in really good shape. Um, and, and I, I actually do think Jake Paul does have hands somewhat. He does. If you watch him fight, he actually fights like a person that's been in the gym or whatnot. But fam. Here's my issue with it. Right now, I'm a big boxing fan. And this is not me targeting Jake Paul. 
this is me just keeping it a hundred and giving my opinion. I can't, I, I respect them for training. I respect them for getting in there with actual athletes and fighting. I, I respect them for fighting an MMA fighter. He fought Tyrone Willie twice. Then he fought, he fought uh, Ben Askren, right? Or whatever. That was bullshit. If we go back and watch that. My thing is this, right? Fam, I cannot respect the five and oh fully when you have not fought a boxer. I can't. I can't exactly. fully respect the two. The second thing I can't respect I can't res fully respect you fighting dudes that are 10, 15 years older than you. Then I can't respect the fact that you're fighting people smaller than you. Like this, and nobody's really talking about this at all. Now, shouts out to him for training. Shouts out. He's a great marketer. His, his fucking trolling game is through the roof. And like I said, it takes a lot of guts and balls to get in the ring. But Nate Robinson is like five something. You know what I'm saying? He's in great shape, but he's five something. And him, Jake Paul training for three, four, five years, as opposed to Nate Robinson, who had what four or five months to train. It, the two just don't equate, man. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It well, doesn't. that's the big. That's the big problem. It's like okay, like I do. Yeah, he does have hands. He's been trained by professional professional yeah. boxing trainers. His, his, his camp is good. Is, like They're you really said, good. he's fighting athletes. But as we saw with Mayweather versus Conor McGregor, mm -hmm. yeah, McGregor's a fighter, but he's an MMA fighter. You step in a boxing ring, you're out of your element. And getting rocked by yes, a boxer absolutely so jake paul has been training for like you said several years and yes. these other guys just trained for the time up until the fight yes you're five and oh you know what i mean it's mm. it's time for you to fight real boxers now. that's what i'm, I'm saying. not saying you got to fight big marquee guys and yeah. multiple time champions but mm -hmm. you can fight guys who are in the same predicament Thank where you. they've been training for years as boxers like Thank you, you need he needs to start fighting those guys those type yeah. of guys i'm i'm tired of the bullshit i, I was i was like I was, uh, I was like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I was like, all right, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm tired yeah. of it. Like, I'm tired of it. Yo, let me, let go, go fight a Danny Garcia or a Keith Thurman. You know what I'm saying? Go fight one of those dudes. Fight, fight. I want to see him fight an active, real boxer around his age, his size. That's what I want to see. Yeah. If he, if he, if Jake Paul can beat a fighter his age range, his height, his arm length, then I will respect you. I, I, I will. 100% respect him. But come yeah. on, like Nate Robinson was running around the ring. He was running around the ring like he was in a, on, in a, on a basketball court. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Subway, he went in the ring with Nikes on. No disrespect to Nate Robinson. I met Nate Robinson years ago. He was a really cool dude. And shout out to him. I saw him at the airport. He had all his kids with him. I respect that man. But fam, like, I don't, I don't think he was ready. Maybe he was ready, but it just didn't match. Like, the fight didn't match. You was, you was too small. To get in that ring with him, too small. Shouts out to Tyrone Willie for getting Tyrone Willie lost twice and took it like a man. That's what's up. I I I feel like this right, and we all know. Okay, that second fight happened because of what's the name? Some something Fury. What was Tommy Fury? Ty, Tommy Fury had an injury, got sick or something like that. Okay, that's fine. Tyrone Willie took the fight last minute. That plays a part too. But my thing is this right? You should have went with another fighter. From, I feel like I feel like to, to Tyron Woolley is about a five-time UFC champ. That's a five-time UFC champ. Don't disrespect that man by putting him in a boxing ring. Get in the octagon with that man. Get in the octagon, and and then we can really see who's a fighter. That's what I want to see. And, yeah. and that, that's another issue. My issue. Okay, before we take a break, we gotta take one more break, right? My issue with the whole boxers versus MMA fighters, right? If you're gonna have a boxer versus an MMA fighter, we need to make certain adjustments 
for the MMA fighters. They need to fight with MMA gloves. They need to let these MMA fighters throw punches, kicks, elbows, all that shit. I don't, I don't, I think they should be able to slam them. I don't think they should be able to do on bars and chokeholds and leg bars because it takes years to learn how to get out of that. But let these fighters fight someone in their element. Stop making these MMA dudes box y'all. It's, it's, I don't think it's fair to them, honestly, into the sport. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I love both sports. I, I love both, but I, I just kind of think it's a, it's a little whack at a certain point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you put it like this, right? If, if we saw a boxer Saturday night get in the ring with a UFC fighter and he gets slammed, choked out, on board, you know Stephen A. Smith would have had a field day with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they would have had a field day with that over there. You know what I'm saying? Some more cool. Can you imagine Shannon Sharp and, and Skip Bayless debating and arguing over that? <laughs> imagine that imagine that we all oh, we skip bailey's what it came with the fuckery <laughs> but <laughs> well, yo we gonna take a break real quick shouts out to skip bailey shouts out to shady shop i love watching them dudes argue it was like watching a drunk uncles argue at the cookout uh every every day whatever every week but yo we will be right back with episode 46 of the life of product podcast <laughs> Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We're now back with the Life of Product podcast, episode 46. This is Two Cousins, part two. Shouts out to my cousin, uh, Damien, on the line with me, man. Yo, man, you know what I'm I'm looking forward to? I'm I'm ready to go see The Matrix, the new one. Yeah, it actually came out today. Yeah. Um, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to watch it this weekend. I'm not, like, I look, The Matrix is a revolutionary movie. <laughs> it kind of changed the way action movies were made for a while. Back. Like the first Matrix movie is a bona fide classic and still yeah. holds up to this day. And it's still kind of relevant if you like some conspiracy theorists, even more so today than they did back in the day, thinking like life th- the life that we live in is assimilation. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. the thing is, I'm a little like the reason I'm not rushing to watch it is because the trailers were not as <clears throat> like I'm a big movie guy. I love movies. Yeah. And I it the trailer is not doing it for me as far as getting me hyped i can kind of feel you on that like my, my urge to see it is because i'm just like a matrix geek but when i i'm gonna keep it real with you when i watched the trailer when it first dropped i wasn't that i was like damn i thought it was gonna be more than that you know what i'm saying it feels like the they're first. like from the trailer again from the trailer alone it really feels like they're just kind of rehashing the original and if mm-hmm. I, I think with that again with that concept yeah you could do there's a million and one things you could do with that concept rather than just Go yes. back and rehash the original. Like Absolutely. you can, there's so many other directions you could have gone with. Where like you could go with, like you know, so many other things. Like I heard there was years ago there was rumors at one point that they were thinking of doing a movie about young Morpheus, and they were thinking about Michael B. Jordan playing Morpheus. Who you Michael? Know? Who? Like that's just one direction. Wait, who who was supposed to play Morpheus? Michael B. Jordan. That would be kind of dope. Yeah, like that I think Michael B. Jordan would body that role, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know what threw me off too was the fact that you know they when they announced this movie, they made a big deal a couple of years ago that they were making a new Matrix. They said, "Oh, Keanu Reeves is coming back." The actress who played Trinity, I'm forgetting her name. Sorry mm-hmm. about that, but she was coming back. But no word. I mean, one of the original directors is back, but no word on Lawrence Fishburne. Yo, and, and I got it. an issue. I was gonna say that because yeah, that's I'm my issue. The trailer, <laughs> yeah, and the, the the promo pick for it. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? You know what I'm saying? Oh no, you've seen him before. Who 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 is he? Maybe I didn't recognize him. Um, I can, you know, I never and I, I feel bad because a lot of people he's a really dope actor. And I just cannot pronounce his name. The first name I believe is pronounced Yaya. 
But he's <laughs> been in. He actually was in the new Candyman movie a couple months oh, ago. He played okay. Doctor Manhattan on the Watchmen HBO series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, him. That's he's the guy. Good. He's good. Dude, yeah. He also played in um the Get Down on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. He played yeah, Cadillac. He that. Yeah. Yo, he he kind of why he was an asshole in that movie in that show, but he did his thing though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he did. He did. He's he always like I said, he's a dope yeah. actor. I didn't know that. I didn't notice that was him that was playing Morpheus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you know. But it's you, like then, to me, it's like that. You can't like that was such an iconic role for Lawrence Fishburne. It's wow. hard to see anybody else playing that role. Facts. Yo, did you see him <laughs> get down? When he brung Cadillac and the dude with the apple was like, fuck that motherfucking Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. Like, Yo, why did they take that off? Netflix canceled him. I'm very upset about that. You know what I'm saying? Very upset about it. Because I was really excited to see where it was going to go after season two, man. Really? Yeah, I, I like. I really did like it. It's like a it lot was, of people slept on it. Yeah, yo, Jimmy Smith did his thing too in that in that show. He kind of bodied that role. Son. Oh, Jimmy Smith is always like, yeah. he always comes into something and just mm-hmm. kills it. Jimmy Smith is my dude, man. They better give Jimmy Smith his flowers while he's here. I, I've never heard of him winning, like, no type of award. Maybe he has. But, dog, Jimmy Smith, since the 90s, even when he was on Sons of Anarchy, he was doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Give that man his flowers now, brother. Now, brother. Yo, I'm going to ask you some, some hip-hop shit, right? Have you heard Snoop Dogg has a position over at Def Jam? Is, is it president? I think it's president. I could be wrong. But he's, like, kind of running things over there right now. Yeah, he got that position a little while ago. I can't remember if it was last year, but he's mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's had that position for a little while now. I was a little surprised. Me too, because I'm like, yeah, I just heard about that, and he's actually he's he's responsible for the Benny the Butcher deal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Benny the Butcher just got a deal with Def Jam. I'm I'm actually really excited about that. I think that shit is what's up, and I think I think with Snoop Dogg going over to Def Jam, it could kind of change the narrative. And no disrespect to Def Jam. Um, <clears throat> Def Jam was actually following me on, uh, uh, on social media <laughs> one time years ago. They'll follow me, though, while I know what happened. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I posted some wild shit, but yo, yo, not for nothing. When Def Jam started following me, I was like, Oh, I was like, Oh, shit, I'm about to get a deal, B. Didn't happen, <laughs> but, <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> but, but yo, real talk, I, I, I am excited about Benny the Butcher uh, signing with Def Jam. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like when dudes like Benny the Butcher get in position to when we all win because at the end of the day real niggas need to stand up and, and i'm not just saying that because of the street stuff i think the music is dope and i'm excited to see um snoop dogg over at def jam running things to me i look at it like it's kind of one of them things where like you ever worked at a company and they just brought in some bum ass supervisor off the street you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you ever work for a million dollar company and they brought in a motherfucker from wendy's and you looking like dog there's a thin line between fries and shit <laughs> Like, this is not, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no burger flipping on this. What are you doing? So, with them bringing in Snoop Dogg, yes, they brought in a dude that is actually an experienced artist that can, you know, bring artistry to the table. You know what I'm saying? So, I think I think, I think, think this is going to be big for Def Jam. I think this is going to work out. You know what I'm saying? I I, I got to feel it. I want, I want to see Snoop do his thing over there, dog. Real talk. I'm a Snoop fan, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, you, you already know, we, we both have like a love for uh, West Coast music, so we're always talking about like West Coast shit, you know what I'm saying? And boom, boom, boom. And yo, on the, on the topic of West Coast music, what I want your opinion. I don't feel like I don't feel like people are appreciating West Coast hip-hop right now, you know what I'm saying? No, I think mm-hmm. it's, and a lot of it has to do with just the general the sound of today. It's the South, man. The South is yeah. one of the things that Southern sound, yeah. the way, you know what it is? Because the Southern sound is the dominant sound, so they're leading yeah. the wave. And even East Coast artists, like New York artists, 
don't sound like New York artists anymore. They, they kind of adapted to the, they've adopted the um, Southern yeah. sound with the exception of the, the, the cats that are making the drill sound. Yeah. But the West Coast, they still, they, they're still them. Like they didn't yeah. really ride that Southern wave. Like they're just mm-hmm. making music the way they want to make it. And I think that's why they're kind of, uh-huh. they, get, they get overlooked today. Yo, like your boy Larry June said, move it, groove it, old school, run it. <laughs> yeah, them dudes, Larry June is dope. Them dudes, yo, yeah, like the West Coast dudes are talented. It's just yo, they're they doing they really their are. own thing, and I like, I respect that. But the West Coast is talented musically in general. Look at look at the music from our parents era. A lot of that, a lot of that that funk came from the West Coast. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's it kind of sucks because I feel like society's just pushed them to the side. It's like they're like they're like the dope cousin that everybody's afraid of. So, like, nah, he might still be a little about women. Let's put him to the side. We ain't inviting him to the cookout. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of <laughs> whack. Like, stop fronting on West Coast hip-hop. You know, I love hip-hop in general. We all love hip-hop. I, I really, people be thinking I'm biased when, when I, and I say, and let me put this out there because I had somebody hit me like a month ago. I was like, oh, why you don't like South hip-hop? I fucks with South hip-hop heavy. I was rocking with South hip-hop when I still lived on Crown Street and nobody wanted to listen to it. Me and the boys used to listen to Master P, son. We've been rocking with it for years, my only issue is the the masses and the powers that be are selectively only choosing to push that to the forefront. Like I, I saw somebody posted an article the other day about you know how Dave East, Lloyd Banks, and Vado are making a super group. I think that's amazing. I'm ready for that. But I was I like to go through the comments. I don't comment. I just read, and I've seen a lot of uh, South fans. And even even blog sites from the south sitting there commenting and saying negative things about it. Listen, man, people got to understand you. You like, and I'm not. I'm of course I'm pro New York hip hop. I love hip hop. I don't care. If the ship came from Mars tomorrow. If it's dope, I'm gonna fuck with it, right? But hip hop from back home, where we come from, it's on a whole higher level. And you have to kind of be. And I'm not calling people stupid or nothing, but this is real shit. You have to kind of be of a higher mental uh, tone to really understand the sound. You know what I'm saying? There was a song with with, with Votto and um and Dave East. Votto put out an album in 2019. He had a song called Politics. It took that, remember that the old Jay-Z song, uh, Politics as Usual, Harry? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Sonny sampled it and bodied it. Did a video for it, bodied it, bodied it. So if they, if them two got that type of chemistry, I, I'm re- really anxious to see where Lloyd Banks is going to fit in on that. I'm ready. Yeah, Lloyd is Banks is still dope. Like so, mm-hmm. yeah, he, that 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 sounds like an interesting, an interesting yeah. combo. Absolutely, man. I, yo, I feel like I feel like that Lloyd Banks album, Cody, was dope. Um, he has some dope features on there. Yo, I, I'm I'm kind of happy to see Lloyd Banks doing his thing. Now, I don't know if he's still on the G Unit. I think he got left a while back. Don't quote me. Oh yeah, no, no, he's not. Okay, I'm glad to see him on his own, and I feel like by him having freedom. Now he can kind of do more what he wants. Because even though when he was on G Unit, Banks was kind of doing his own thing. He was finding his own producers, from what I was told. He had built the studio in his crib. So he was already at that level of being self-sufficient. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now to have an artist, an experienced artist, you know, of age that could kind of make the music that he wanted to make. These I don't I don't I don't think Vado's on I don't think Vado has a deal. He used to be on the I don't think he has he's on the anymore. He's independent. And I think Dave East is no longer under Def Jam, he was under Master Pillar one time. I think he's independent too. I, I don't quote me on that to the people listening, but these dudes have the freedom to make the kind of music that they want to make now. You know what I'm saying? Dog, let's rock out. I'm, I'm with it. I'm buying the album. Yeah, I, just, I thought he was still under Def Jam, but I, I might be mistaken. I, yeah, I can't. But I, could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I think that I, oh, son, it's like I, I really want to see New York hip hop get its run back. 
because they had it for a long time. And, and even though they haven't fully been to the forefront, I don't think it's New York's fault. I think I think it's the powers that be that are pushing it. I, I really feel like that. And you got to blame the record labels too. Record labels, these major record labels, they don't care about hip hop. They, I feel like they care more about country, bluegrass, and, and rock and roll more than they really care about hip hop. I don't think they fully care about hip hop. They just care about the money. And as of, I think, a year or two ago, hip hop has been at the forefront. It's a trillion dollar industry. So they're going to push what's hot. They're going to push what sells. If, if they can, and I feel like they have found out how to put a triangle over the demographics of the South. I feel like I feel like the media and record labels have exploited the South. And I've said this before, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. But look at the bullshit, even on social media. Look at the bullshit that gets pushed to the forefront, algorithm-wise, from Southern entertainers for us, hip-hop. Uh, comedians and things like that. And I'm going to keep it real, not to go all woke brother on everybody. It kind of hurts me to see our black people from the South get pushed to the forefront. They think it's winning because they're getting lights, but I feel like these companies are making us look stupid. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. You know, I, mean? I don't know how everybody uh, feels on that, but I feel like they're purposely pushing the fuckery to make our people look bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that is an interesting perspective. I've actually never heard that perspective before, yeah. but I do think it's it's interesting and it's kind of like it is conversation worthy. But mm-hmm. I also think like I think with when it comes to New York, you know, what the sad thing is, New York was, I think, about to have another run or a reinvigorated <clears throat> run had it not been. And I think if, you know, may he rest in peace. Pop Pop smoke. Smoke. There I mean, you I go. Think, I said it. Had I he lived before, I, I just said this the other day. A re uh like a resurgence of New York hip hop because that drill sound people are still using it like people yeah I mean the Kanye album there was a couple mm-hmm. of beats on there that were like very drill inspired I noticed that I know other artists that. are really going with drill I think I I think I heard a drill beat I had listened I haven't listened to it in like about a week or so but I think I heard a drill beat on the um the Rick Ross album mm-hmm. the newest yeah. Rick Ross album so that sound is still there fire, and son. yeah I think that was really in the works like Pop Smoke mm-hmm. was probably gonna be leading yeah. the charge on that. He was. And you know what I like about Pop Smoke? Have you thought of investing money in the stock market? Well, what's holding you back? Is it the fear of losing your hard-earned money? Don't have the time to babysit your investments? Or are you afraid of the unknown? Well, get ready. We have a proven system that's successfully running for the past six years, helping our clients make winning trades with our artificial intelligence-based software. Call now to get in on our free live daily trading sessions as seats are limited. Call 727-597-4377 or visit us at www.sleepandtrade.com. Yeah, sorry about that. I think we had a slight disconnection or whatever. We were talking about um Pop Smoke and how he was on his way, but he, he was definitely on his way. You know what I felt like? I, you remember how we was like, I don't know if you ever listened to Hot 97. I would periodically listen to Hot 97. And I noticed, right? You know how I am when I be like picking up on shit. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed his song, uh, Welcome to the Party, literally came out of nowhere. Did you notice that? Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it really felt like that. Mainly, I, I was mm-hmm. kind of out of touch with like current music anyway. Yes. So, yeah, literally out of nowhere. Now, shouts out to Pop Smoke. Shouts out if anybody put money up behind his single. Shouts out to y'all, and I'm gonna tell you why because we need more of that. We need more of that. We we need we need. I was there, there's a a little bit of talk that a lot of artists that are established have put money behind a lot of these upcoming upcoming artists and i think we need more of that i would rather see an artist pop 
from another artist than a record label that's going to sit here, control and do X, Y, Z. Like, that shit is kind of whack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's just my opinion on that. And if these artists are putting money behind these artists, do it not just for the return. Do it because you will, would have wanted somebody to do that for you. And that's me. That's just how I look at it. I think it is it's a great investment for artists that's already on and established to put on other artists, especially if they have talent and potential. You know what I'm saying? But one thing I want to touch base on, we just talked about this earlier, the versus shit, man. All right. You, we, you've seen the statement that Jay-Z put out that nobody could do a versus with him. How do you feel about that? I think, of course, Jay-Z, it was, you know, it's nice to see him comment on it and say that it's, it's Jay. It's classic yeah. Jay. Of course, he would say that. I do disagree. There are, I mean, mm-hmm. I won't say a couple. Well, no, there are a couple, literally probably just a couple, maybe a little yeah. more, who could yeah. stand on that stage with him. Yeah, I, I think there are artists that could stand on that stage with him, but I don't really necessarily think those artists would win. I think by like between eight and 12 songs, some of, not all of them, but I think some of them would gas out. I think they would. I, I, think, I think there are artists that can do it, that can stand on the stage with him, but I don't think they'll win, dog. I think the only person for me who I would like probably the one person I could see beating him, yeah, is Kanye. Yo, that's wow. I, I think Kanye think could that. beat him. I didn't. I didn't think about that. I, I really didn't think about that. Yo, if you if you go through if you nitpick through Kanye's catalog, he just might be able to do it. Kanye is the only rapper who just has might. at three, arguably what five classic albums. You, you know what? I, I saw people uh, bringing up Eminem, right? Shouts out to Eminem. I think Eminem is one of the dopest artists to ever do it. I don't think he can necessarily beat Jay-Z in a versus because, it, okay, not when at we all. Look at, if we look at a versus, right? And, and this is nothing against Eminem. I think I think M can outspit damn near everybody, bro, right? But when we look at a versus, right? And if we look at catalog alone, M kind of had a couple in, in some, of his, some of his albums. You know what I'm saying? If you look at some of M albums, and I'm not calling M albums whack, he does tend to have the albums start out great first three, four, five songs, and they kind of go somewhat mediocre. You know what I'm saying? For well, a it, it, like M, the thing is the unfortunate because somebody said this recently. I think it was Charlemagne who said Eminem would get washed. I think I don't. I'm not 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 an exact quote, but he said mm-hmm. Eminem would get washed by a lot of people. I think more accurately, I don't think Eminem could beat any of his peers like his peers are people like jay um mm, nas that's all the legends statement, he, those sir. are his peers oh, i don't man. think he could beat any of them that's a that's a bold i don't i will i don't based know based on his catalog i i don't and again i love eminem's music i yeah. i'm not like one of those like i i, I was kind of upset when certain people years ago were saying oh black people can't relate to you can't connect to him that was i was able to relate more to m's music than some of the other artists of his day yeah, you know, that, was, that, was, that was that was that anger and that outcast type vibe and just yeah. the, you know that type of um yeah. vibe he was on. I can relate to that more than dudes talking about their platinum chains and platinum watches. Yeah, yeah, and I feel you on that because I mean we kind of come from the hood, so we we ain't having platinum chains and platinum watches. Like I, I feel you on that. Like okay, here's my take on him. I I think Eminem would verse for verse, ver- not song for song, but verse for verse wash a lot of artists. We already know that. Yeah, yeah, literally, Me, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think he could compete with a Jay Z because 
Now, all right, everybody says that that Slim Shady LP was a classic. I'm going to keep it real with you. I didn't like it. I didn't like M's music until the Marshall Mathis LP, which was the second LP. I didn't yeah, like Slim I didn't, Shady. A lot of people, like, yeah, that's, like, kind of a, a minority thing, because yeah. most people, it's the it's yeah. Marshall Mathis, it's the classic. Yeah. Um, Marshall Slim Shady yeah. LP was, it was, it was good for a debut album. It, it's it not a classic, but it was, it, was a, it was an okay album. And the funny thing is, I actually, as an adult, like, they came out when I was in high school, I believe. As an adult, I went back to try to listen to it, and I still couldn't listen to it. So I remember being in high school, and one of my mans, God rest his soul, my homeboy Boris, let me listen to it. it, was, it no, my homeboy B.I., when I first moved down here, B.I., it was me, B.I., and Boris. We used to all sit next to each other in computer class, and it was like a year older than me. And he passed the CD to Boris. Boris passes me the CD. I, you know, I'm in class. I got the CD play. It's a CD player error. You know what I mean? The two batteries and shit, son. Boom. Listen to the whole thing. They was like, what you think? I said, nah, shit is whack. <laughs> and they was like, yo, what you mean is whack? I said, yo. I said, I can't relate to that. Mind you. And, and for anybody listening, before you criticize me, really listen to what I'm saying to you. Saying to y'all. This was the hard knock life error. This was the Ja Rule um when he just came off of Can I Get a What What, when he dropped Holla Holla. This was the Rockefeller era when Memphis Bleak came out with Memphis Bleak is. This was the Rough Rider era when DMX dropped two albums in one year. So for me, being a young black dude, I think I had just cut the braids at that time. I could not listen to this dude talking about killing his wife and shit. And <laughs> hi, my name is, when I'm listening, uh-huh, uh-huh, come on. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when that Marshall Madness LP came out, I was like, okay, I'm, he, he wanted something. He wanted something. I was yeah, absolutely. So, you know what I'm saying? And, and I, yo, I've had, yo, I've had dudes want to argue with me about this shit. Fuck you look like, yo, I'm not arguing with you about uh, uh, Eminem first album. Shouts out to Eminem. Shouts out to Dr. Dre for recognizing the talent. It was your little this, this okay. The high my name is. It was it was great. It was on MTV. They had him on on Carson Daly rapping with the dudes that looked like him. That was very great marketing. I think to this day is one of the most genius shit ever done. I, it just wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? I just wasn't rocking with it. You know what I, I'm saying? You know, for me, I first heard my name is on as it was hot ninety seven. <laughs> it was one night. Uh, Funk Flex played it, and mm -hmm. I assumed, like the I thought it was funny. You know, the lyrics were cool. It was something yeah. new and interesting. The beat was all kind of quirky or whatever. And I thought it was like, you know, just somebody making a goofy song. I honestly thought, like, well, well, I heard the song. And then I think maybe a couple of weeks later, I saw the video. Yeah. And I was like, just blown. I was shocked that he was white. Word. <laughs> it had been because it had been yeah. years since we've seen a successful white yeah. rapper. Or it's Yo, I white think rapper yeah. in general. And yeah. I just thought it was a black guy doing a goofy voice. But when I saw that he was white, uh -huh. I'm like, well, am I watching this? I was like, oh, maybe it's. The, the guy's not in the video and he's just having a white actor <laughs> portray him. But he was white. I was just blown away. I was like, oh, what man. is this? And Dr. Dre was in the video. I'm like, because I didn't know anything about the behind the scenes, like the Dr. Dre signed him. I see Dr. Dre in the video and I'm yeah. like, what is going on? Is this like, what is, what's happening here? Like, why is Dre in this white boy's video? Dre and, is a fucking yeah, genius. It, you know. Dre is a fucking genius, man. Dre is a genius. I don't care what nobody says. Dre is a genius, man. Dre, oh, listen, man. Dre, Dre knew what he was doing. Him and Jimmy Iovine knew what was up. Shouts out to Jimmy Iovine because Jimmy Iovine is from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to him. So, yo, yo, but nah, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed. But I, I think, okay, back to the whole versus shit, right? I think any rapper that does a versus with Jay Z will gas out. I can't name. Not one artist, and I'm going to what you said about Kanye, other than Kanye, 
that has a solid album for every album they released. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm looking at hip hop, and that's the thing. That's why that's one of the reasons why Jay. Well, everybody says Jay is the goat because his catalog. You have the whole catalog, not just songs, just the whole catalog of albums. Every Jay album hit. Every Jay album hit. Yo, and and I'm when I say when I'm going back to what you said, bringing up the whole Kanye. I'm talking about hip hop Kanye. I'm not talking about the new Jesus is King Kanye. No, listen, I love God. I pray three, four times a day, right? But I'm ex- purposely excluding those albums. You know what I'm saying? Because if you basically with Kanye, if you stop at the, if you stop at my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, yeah, mm-hmm. he can hang with. I really, I still think Yo, he could beat Jay. Son, that 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 album was was stupid. Son, that beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Son, the way it started with Nicki Minaj doing <laughs> doing the English accent, I I still listen to that album. My favorite song off that shit was um Devil in a uh, Blue Dress. Yeah, that's that that was, song, that's another timeless joint right there. Like, that was that's timeless. And then when it goes to the bridge and you hear the keyboards and then Rick Ross, come on, Rick Ross body that shit. Yeah, I didn't even expect, it. when I first heard the album, I didn't expect to hear Ross come on it. Like, I heard the bridge and then mm-hmm. when Ross comes in, I'm like, oh, shit, Ross is on this. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ross body that shit. That son, that, that, that song should have won some type of award. Yo, that, that new Rick Ross album is fire, dog. I'm, a lot of people don't like it. I'm like, I think nah, it's cool. I don't know what it, what they were expecting. There's mm-hmm. a couple of songs on it that are not for me, but for the yeah. most part, I, I like it. I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I love I loved the Pulitz joint that, that Timberland produced. I love the joint with Wale, Warm Words in the Cold World. Yo, it's it's for me, I, I like it because I could tell that I can hit growth, and I feel like Rick Ross is on a whole nother level than he was when he came out with Hustling, Hustling. Yo, yeah. I got a theory, and me and one of my mans, my homeboy Gary from Long Island, if Gary was to listen to this shit right now, he probably might not. No, it wasn't Gary. I think it was me, Gary, and my homeboy Danny. And we, I think I think it was all three of us, but I know guaranteed Danny. And me and Danny, Danny said the same shit because Danny had told somebody this shit. Ross got better after he went at 50 Cent. I don't care what nobody say. I feel like that shit made him step his game up. I Even never though, thought about the timing of it, but he did get yeah. better later on. Like I didn't like yeah. Ross when he first came out. Listen, listen to Ross's old shit, and then look, look at the timestamp of when he came out with that Fifty Cent disc, and then go to his old shit, then back forward track, and go to his music after that. He was on a whole nother wave, Lyr- lyrically. He was on a whole nother wave, whole nother wave, man. And I've always felt like he got better. I feel like something in him said, "Let me step my rap game up." After this shit, and and I can't even remember if Fifty Cent this time. I don't think Fifty Cent dropped a disc record. He he did. It was like him. It was called that Tia told me shit when he was like referring his Rick Ross baby mother or some shit like that. Yeah, it may have been. I don't think it definitely wasn't memorable. If he did, it it really wasn't. It was kind of whack. But um, oh, on another note, I'm hearing Fifty Cent saying he's dropping his last album or some shit like that. I think I read that yesterday or something like that. I won't. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's not, you know, you look at all the things he's doing on TV. People have called him yeah, he don't need Dick Wolf of hip hop. Like how Dick Wolf had all the law and orders. Like they said, yeah. that's the new, that's 50 Cent now. Like he's really like, yeah, the Dick Wolf of hip hop. Like he's oh, really doing his thing with the show. It's kind of true when you think about it, man. Like son, son went from, he had power. He's got what, how many, he's got what, two spinoffs. He's got the power book too. And he's got the Tommy show coming up. Yeah, you know I'm, I'm looking forward to the Tommy show, dog. That's what I'm looking forward to. Tommy was my favorite character on. Oh, Power, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yo, listen, man. 
funny thing about me, anytime there's like a, a urban show, and I hate to use the word urban, but anytime there's an urban show and y'all got a crazy white boy, I'm watching that shit because I know the crazy white boy, his character is going to be writing on some next shit. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, gonna, it's just like, it was just, I mean, I like, I like Tommy was my guy. I'm looking forward Thanks. to his show. It's just, you know, I'm like, I'm glad that these, the spinoffs are, are actually pretty entertaining and it kind of gets for a mm -hmm. little bit the bad taste out of my yeah. mouth for the final season of Power because there was so many things in that final season that yes. just didn't work and it just was just laughable and just awful. Like even some of the stuff they did with Tommy, like yeah. one of my, the scenes I always laugh at and just hate was just the, I think it's the dumbest scene in, and I mean, it's debatable to some people probably, but I think it's the dumbest scene in the whole series where I don't know if you remember the scene where an episode where Tommy and Ghost go to, they go to kill the lawyer sex. Yeah, they're yeah. talking outside like hyped up to kill him. They mm -hmm. get in the apartment, and for some reason, Ghost changes his mind, and he's mm -hmm. just like, he's you know, Tommy's in psycho mode, ready to do it, and then Ghost yeah. just looks at Tommy and is like, "Tommy, you owe me a favor, remember?" <laughs> and it's like that works, <laughs> that works, and it just yeah. they just decide not to kill him, and then he and then and then he looked at go back and watch the episode. This is this really happened, oh, and then man. he looked at Sax and said. Now you owe me a favor. Like <laughs> it just—I don't know what was happening. Like it was just like oh, one of those scenes. I had to watch that episode three oh, times, man. and I still could not understand why they didn't kill him. Oh man, yo, the funny shit about that, right? When they ended Actual Power, Tommy was supposed to be going to Cali because they played the fucking Doctor Dre still DRE song at the end of the shit. Yeah, and he ended now on the previews. Now they're showing that he's going to Chicago, which I think would work better for him to go to Chicago than go to LA. Because I, you know, I'm I'm not the location that doesn't bother me. I did notice that that it was a switch because I do remember they specifically said he was going to Cali. And it would have been interesting because we don't have any shows of at least not to my other than Snowfall mm -hmm. and that takes place in like the yeah. 80s yeah. still where we don't have any modern day crime LA shows or California mm -hmm. shows. Well with the exception of um I don't know if you watched the the spinoff of Sons of Anarchy Mayans. Like no, that's I didn't actually watch that. check that shit out though, man. Mayans you were telling is me about like, that it's, it's it's a little. I liked it the fact it's a spinoff from Sins of Anarchy. It's about the the Mexican biker gang, one of their yeah. chapters, and it's different from Sons of Anarchy enough to where oh, it does its own thing. Like it's not yeah. even the tone of it is a little different. Yeah. from Sons of Anarchy. Okay, yeah, but it's a good show. I think you like it. How many seasons are they on that now? They they finished their third season actually oh, earlier so this year. So watch like a I think next year is season four probably. That, yo, I miss something in Anarchy, son. Like that was my shit, son. Oh, I missed that show so much. Damn, that, yeah, was that, was, that was my fucking show. That was my show, son. Like they, yo, they had no chill on that shit. There was no chill on that show, man. That's that shit. Shows like Sons of Anarchy. I feel like okay, of our generation now, of of this time period now, I feel like so, as far as TV shows, I feel like Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad was like the top one in one or one in two. I I can't, I can't really choose which one was better. But I feel like no other show of right now or during that time period could fuck with it. On TV, regular TV. You know what I'm saying? That, I'm excluding, like, cable channels and shit like that. Like, like Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Because they, like, Sons of Anarchy was on FX. And they really mm -hmm. pushed the envelope with they, not they, just the violence, but the language. There was everything. one episode the language, the in the first scene. Season, was I think it was the first episode where the mother of the main character, Jax, who is actually Peggy Bundy, yeah. Um. Katie Seagal is her real name. She mm -hmm. walks into his room at the the motorcycle clubhouse. She walks into his room and she says, "Oh, smells like socks and pussy in here." I'm like, "Did she just <laughs> say pussy on TV?" 
Like, I did not know they could get away with saying pussy on TV at that point. And I'm like, this is not HBO or Showtime. I'm like, they really pushed the narrative, yo. Pussy on FX. Like, it was Mm -hmm. crazy. Yo, they pushed the narrative of that shit. Yo, remember the scene where um she was about to fuck Teague and he turns her around and bends her over and is about to blow her back out. And he's like, nah, I can't fuck it. That's my man's wife. Yo, that shit was <laughs> Yeah, I remember she was, that. They was really going in. Yo, then they, then they had the sex scene with him and the tranny dude. It, yo, they, they kind of, I'm pretty sure they got fined for a lot of that shit. <laughs> I don't what? know. I think they kind of like. I think they were able because I know at a certain time wow. it came on at like ten o'clock at night, and that's apparently I didn't yeah. find that out till much later. That that's like part of the laws where after ten o'clock you can get away with certain things. I didn't know that. I, yeah, I was like that's, kind, that's how they were able to do it. Like there's certain rules that a lot of people don't know about on TV because yeah. it's actually matter of fact it was when I heard about it from years earlier on South Park when they did an episode. South Park used to come on at ten o'clock, and they uh-huh. did an episode where. The big deal was they were gonna say the word shit on television, mm-hmm. on like television, and in within the show there was a there was a popular TV show because it was kind of playing off of years earlier when NYPD Blue did it, where mm-hmm. they said shit. I forgot about that seven. Show. So it was a big deal where they did it. So the thing is, the Comedy Central uh, executives said, like when they told them they were gonna do it, Comedy Central said, "Okay, sure, you can say it." Comedy Central had no idea that South Park was going to say it 157 times. <laughs> like the whole episode, they put a counter at the bottom, like a meter to show. Wow. So each time they said it, they would put the meter up. And it's like wow. it was 157 times, maybe wow. even more, that they said it. And the Comedy Central, they, they did a documentary. And the Comedy Central executives were like, yeah, we 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 said they could say it, but we really thought it was just going to be one time. Like it was. Oh, yeah, they really took advantage of that rule. Yo, shouts out to the adult cartoons because we we need them shits to get through life, man. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I I from from me being a kid watching Beavis and Butthead, I knew it as an adult when these adult cartoons were gonna come out. I was gonna rock with them heavy. It's good for my mental health. <laughs> oh, <laughs> same, same. Real talk, real talk. Yo, Beavis and Butthead pushed the narrative back in the day. Like like they, I think that was as far as cartoon wise. I think that was one of the first cartoons to kind of really go there. Before everything else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they really were. They they were responsible for that. I remember the big deal before, like growing up in the like. I didn't. My family, we didn't have the building we lived in. We didn't have cable yet, so I only heard about it from kids at school. And Uh I was just like, the way they would talk about it, I didn't think it was real. I'm like, y'all full of shit. Y'all some lying Mm -hmm. asses. And then (laughs) I think it was you. Matter of fact, it was you. Your mom, uh, like recipes on dying. Uh huh. Um, your mom had. You guys had it. Like so, you rec- your moms would record episodes, yeah. me and my brother, uh-huh. and then she'd bring the tape over, and yeah. we watched it for the first time, and we were just like looking at each other, like, "Holy shit!" And I, my dad was just like, he's sitting on the mm-hmm. couch watching us with us, and he's like, "I think at that point he realized something was wrong with his sons because we were just <laughs> like, we were laughing our heads off, and he's just sitting there like, "Yo, yo she was." Man, a real I created that, two yo. kids that like this shit, like that. He's like, I can't imagine what was going on in his head. Yeah. Yo, the only episode I recall her getting mad and not liking was the one when they cut and pissed, and then they pissed, and it was like a flood. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, turn it off. I was like, wait a minute. What, what are you talking about? Like, you watch this with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, it's beautiful. Shit. Yo, you know what cartoon was dope, and it didn't really get a lot of publicity. It came on MTV. It was called Drawing Together, where they had like the fake gay Superman, and oh, they had like the, that, yeah. the Betty Boop. She was in black and white and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Son, yeah. 
that cartoon was on some next shit. And I need yo, I didn't even know nothing about it until like the first night it premiered. And when they the cartoon was like it was like a superhero uh real world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. It was a cool, that was a dope concept. Like a lot it of was. people kind of slept on it. I think it has mm-hmm. like a cult following now. Like I see memes and stuff on social media every now okay. and then that reference it. So yeah. yeah, I did watch it a bit, a little bit. Yeah, it, it was funny. That was my shit, yo. That was my shit. I, I forgot who the, the who did the voice of the black girl because she was funny as shit, yo. Oh, the black, the woman from, it was Deborah Morgan from Mad TV. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. She was, yo, she was funny as shit, man. Funny as shit, man. I love how they had the dude that was like Link from Zelda and shit. And all him, him. Yo, that was that was a very, a very creative ass cartoon. I would love to see that shit get rebooted today. Because right right now in 2021, everything, the narrative is pushed way further. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So imagine if they pushed that shit now and that shit came out today, son, it would be, we don't even know what type of fuckery would be on it. And I'm, I am 100% here for it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm dead ass, man. But yeah, I feel like those cartoons was great for our mental health. Yo, and, and I, I actually went on HBO Max. Was it HBO Max or, or Disney? One of them shits. And I actually started watching newer episodes of The Simpsons. Because I used to be a, a well, the latest, whatever the latest episode is, I used to be a really big Simpsons fan. But then it's kind of like they kind of, it kind of went flat for a minute. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. And maybe it wasn't them just going flat, but so many good adult cartoons was coming out. I couldn't fuck with The Simpsons no more. Like Family Guy was hitting. Family Guy was hitting, dog. Yeah, um, Family Guy still hit. Yeah, Family Guy was hit. Yo, Cleve, the Cleve, I, I wish they put out new episodes of the Cleveland show. Yo, um, I hated, I didn't like the idea of the Cleveland show. I was like, yo, this character word? is so uninteresting. But then oh, I actually, man. it was one day, it was while we were working from home during the quarantine. And yeah. I, like, I just had stuff on TV randomly just, you know, to pass the time. Yeah. And they had like a marathon of the Cleveland show. I forget what season it was, but I was like, yeah. Yo, some of this is actually some of those episodes were actually fire. Like, oh, it's funny, I, it's funny I, as I shit. Slept on it when it first aired, but yeah, it, it was it was kind of cool. Yo, my favorite episode is when the little boy Rollo hurt himself. He was like, "Ah, I'm gonna bleed out," and that little nigga was bleeding and shit on the floor. It's funny as hell, son. Funny as hell, <laughs> man. And yo, I'm t- I think I think I think uh, I think we in our family we all have like a weird sense of humor. So I think that shit is genetic. You know what I'm saying? I think it's genetic. I remember when my son was little. I picked him up from school one day. And so they're three years apart. Fucking show me. I think Chase was like in, in kindergarten. And Christian was like in the third grade or some shit. Or whatever, fourth grade. Whatever fucking numbers three years apart. Bunk, but third grade. Bang. Boom. I'm in my living room. And they go on YouTube on the TV. They was like, yo, you want to see this video? It's about apple juice. I'm like, why are you showing me a video about apple juice? Them little niggas, it was, it was a fucking song called Dixon Cider. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> but... The dude in the video had like a jug of juice, and even though it was like he was offering chicks apple juice, dicks inside of D-I-X-O-N, but he meant dicks inside of her. So <laughs> the little my little son at the time he was like, You get it? <laughs> I'm like, yo, turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, turn this off. Cause I feel I felt like an irresponsible parent. But later on that night when he went to sleep, I went back and watched the video and was laughing my ass off. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn, dog, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it was bad. It was bad. I was like, yo, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I done to these little dudes, yo? But this, I ain't going to front. The shit's funny as hell, son. Like, I was driving <laughs> them to school the next day, humming the shit in my head. Like, I couldn't hum it out loud, but it was in my head. You know what I'm saying? But yo, about to end the show, man. Episode 46 of the Life of Product Podcast. It's been Two Cousins Part 2. I appreciate you. We're probably going to do about 10 of these shit, so y'all better get ready. We're going to push the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, next time when I come back to Brooklyn, 
and I'm in the city. We, we, uh, I'm, I'm gonna bring the camera equipment. I'm gonna bring the lights, and we're gonna do this shit on fucking camera for all of y'all. We gonna rock it. I'm out, baby. Yeah.